0: When he was talking, I was just sitting there, you know, cutting my wrist. <laughs> that
1: would be a horrible mistake oh. with other people's dick.
0: <laughs> Alright, well... So you're welcome. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. Bundle what are you Bundle up, bitch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one zero of the Trevor and Ian talk show broadcasted live from the top of Mount Olympus, the top of Mount Olympus. Yes, we love Olympus. we fled
1: America because of Hurricane Sandy.
0: Yeah, I mean, now that now that New Jersey has been taken
1: out or um, my by eth- an act of God, my ethnic Hurricane Shangela has I've been calling it for the last couple days. Um, but yeah, this is episode 10. We're in we're in the double D's now still can't yeah. fuck the podcast. Still not legal. Uh, yeah. Keep <laughs> counting the week. Oh yeah. That's true. That's true. 8 more um, weeks. Well, 17 more weeks if you're a, a cheerleader. Then <laughs> so Listen <laughs> well, to this week, guys. <laughs> uh, obviously, you've you've
0: heard
2: Ralph already. As he joins us today. <laughs> I'll just, just sneak in once in a while there. I do want to say, uh, mentioned Hur- Hurricane, Hurricane Sandy, um, how long before Pat Robertson claims that Hurricane Sandy was because of Game Already happened. It already happened. He didn't, but there was a pastor who already claimed that
1: this was retribution for... Awesome.
2: I love how no, no, it happened. These- it happened
1: yesterday. It happened the day of. I love
2: how predictable these religious nutbags are getting.
1: Yep. Yeah, you always know if there's a... It's always the gayest fault, or Pat Robertson blamed 9-11 on gays and uh, yep. feminists, I believe. So, mm-hmm. you know, feminists always wanting to read and be equal to men.
0: <laughs> well, you know the, the Taliban. The Taliban hates gay marriage, and they hate it so much that they crashed airplanes into <laughs> into New York City. Oh. If we take um,
2: out the symbols of penises in New York, dude, it's Cosby. It's always Cosby. It is always Cosby. Even my Christopher Walken fits <laughs> the Cosby. Wait a Cosby. <laughs> I did earlier. I was Cosby driving, Arafat. I was driving to work today. And for the Ayatollah Cosby. Uh, full disclosure, I talk to myself sometimes in different voices when I'm home alone and washing dishes and driving to work. I was driving Mostly to work. Daniel Stern. And I slipped into Ray Romano doing Christopher Walken. And I think it would go a oh, little something like this. Uh... <laughs> Oh, well, first I have to get into the Ray, Ramona. No, Robert, you so tall Barbara, no. So my Christopher Walken was, uh, no, it's so crazy. <laughs> By way of Kermit the Frog. Why do you, Barbara? Barbara.
0: Well, everybody, thank you for listening to episode 10. <laughs> that was the of quickest be... we've
1: ever stopped a podcast. talk <laughs> show. Oh, my God. Right, you guys, get back to what you're saying. I'm going to hide in the shadows again. So nothing I say will be more off the rails than what just happened. So, you know. There are rails.
2: <laughs>
1: and clearly one of us snorted them. Um, uh, okay, so let's uh, get down to... Um, Brass tax. I'm sorry. That was horrible. Uh, let's get into the business of brass tax. I have a degree in brass tax. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, what are you consuming? Uh, you're en- almost ending in the October. You want to well, talk about it, you sad? Um, you're watching VHS tomorrow, aren't you? Uh, Trevor, don't fuck me on this one.
0: Trevor, I kind of, Trevor, I kind of quietly stop doing Indie October.
1: No! It can't, he kind of... You know what? I feel for you. You took on a little too it's, much yeah. more than you could handle. A, a lot minute. of video games
0: came out and I needed to play them so I could write reviews, which I wrote a review on the website last week for Metal Honor Warfighter.
1: One of us is using the website. That's good. Yeah. Good
0: for us. Um, so I did that. Um, this week there's just few many damn games that came out. Um, right now I'm actually, I, I've started playing WWE 13, um, which is really good and actually the story mode in this, they went back to the Attitude Era, uh, which was 1997 through 2001, and they actually put together some really great video packages to tell the story and they do a really good job of telling the that Attitude Era story. It makes you feel like you're back in time, back in that, you know, that era. And it's it's really well done. Nah, I'm I liking got, it so far. I have fucking Huey Lewis's Back in Time from Back to the Future stuck in my head. It's a, it's a good song. That's, no, it's not. Yes, Nothing it Huey Lewis ever did was good. Uh, I think you're forgetting Power of Love,
1: sir. I think you're forgetting the
2: sports album.
1: Yes. Really? Yep. Wow. So, I saw the trailers. I really wasn't enticed by the trailers for for the new WWE game. It just The characters just don't look good. At least in the trailers, they didn't. It just and when your featured on... player is CM Punk and I get it, like, he's a big deal. I never liked him. I never liked his his character, his character arc. I always found him to be... I anyway, listen. Because some of the music I listen to some, is deeply rooted in the straight-edge movement and whatnot... You know, Fugazi and Minor Threat, who they weren't all straight edge, but Ian McKay, who who went on to do you know Minor Threat and Guy, I can't pronounce his last name, who was in Right to Spring, he went on. They you know they basically started that movement, and and Henry Rollins is big into it, and it just they I was a little offended that they they kind of monetize the straight edge movement. It's a great ideal, and I think it's fantastic. But I can't get behind Dude, it's professional wrestling. I know. And, I know but he was I
0: know. he was straight edge before he marketed it as straight edge. I know. I mean when he was how did when he monetize, was on the,
1: hey, the scene. How did he monetize the Pepsi logo? He didn't. He, he just has a Pepsi logo tattoo. That's, that's douchey. It's better than the Miz, I'm, I'll say that much. It's better than <laughs> the fucking Miz. I like the Miz. I know you do. You're the worst. <laughs> if we're gonna speak in superlatives. Um but I'll say this in the in the coming weeks. There's some good fucking games coming out. Well, let me just talk about what came Can out you today. Just please watch VHS tomorrow for me if if I have time. Even if you don't watch it tomorrow, I'm just saying it's a good. I will album. watch it. It's within a good the next fucking Halloween movie, dude. VHS. I will watch right? it within the next two weeks. Well. I'll take that. In fact, if you want to get it, we'll watch it together if you want to because it's a great okay. fucking movie. All right, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. It's
0: just. There's three games that came out yesterday, or today, rather, that are really big. WWE 13, which... which which I'm going to do a review for, um, and that's why I'm playing it first. Cool. Um, then you have Assassin's Creed 3. Which I've heard
1: is fantastic. Which,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to play the story. It takes place during the American Revolution. I mean, you learn about that in you know school your entire life. So to see how they weave the Assassin stuff into actual history. And I've only ever played the um, first it's gonna one.
1: Be, it's going to be awesome. You heard the chatter about the Assassin's Creed movie? Yes, I have. Did yeah. you hear who's probably going to play the main guy? Uh, was it Michael Fassbender? Yeah. yeah. Or as my friend put it, uh, don't sass the fast, I believe
2: is what she said. He'll smack you with that dick. He's big. Oh, That's your new t-shirt. You just wrote your own shirt.
1: He'll <laughs> smack you with that dick. <laughs> Actually,
0: <laughs> I just figured out what Star Wars Episode Seven is going to be. It's going to be Liam Neeson versus Michael Fassbender. Oh my god. They don't even need to superimpose
1: like this. I'm not the that's first I'm, I'm not the first one to make this joke, but his name is dangerously close to Aspender to having that dick. Like I it's impressive. I mean that I've ass. seen the clips from Shame and it's just it's 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 the pendulum that Poe was talking about. Like that's I really am all references tonight. I really am. So uh, uh and, so and that's any two woman's the pit, apparently. Um, that's two. It's going to cut him in half, just like that story. So,
0: yeah, that's, that's, that's third two one? games. The third game is Need for Speed Most Wanted. Which, I hear that's a pretty good franchise. I played a handful. Um, not every Need for Speed game is good. Like, last year's The Run was fucking terrible. But... That sounded promising, too. Need for Speed Most Wanted um, is being done by Criterion. Really? Um, who did the Burnout Games. Is it the same
1: people who do, like, the Criterion Collection and all that no. stuff?
0: Okay, different. No, okay. totally different. Okay. Um, but Criterion did all the Burnout games, which were excellent games. And this is almost like the spiritual successor to Burnout Paradise, cool. um, which was a game that came out, I, I want to say 2008, but the game was excellent. So I actually can't wait to play that, too. I have all three
1: sitting Well, I home. used to play, what, Never you so, Underground. I like Yeah, that the Underground games were good. What was that, like, 04, Like, that was a that while ago. That was way ago. before
0: that. That was before that, even. Um, that was probably 02.
1: There was one in 04 that I really liked, and I can't it might have been Need
0: for, It might have been Need for Speed Underground.
1: I'm thinking of Burnout Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, Underground 2 is probably yeah. it. Um, I, I think it looks good. But you, yeah, there were Burnout you, games. Have you played PS2 this and yet? Have I haven't played?
0: played it yet. I haven't played it yet. So, let's I've, only, I've only had a chance to play WWE 13, and that's because
1: I want to review it. So, so far, so good. It. Oh, no, yeah. This, it's, isn't it's awesome. one, this isn't the one you consulted on, is it? That was 12? Yeah, no, that was 12. Yeah, I, I did some last minute testing on
0: one twelve. twelve, um, but yeah, thirteen. It just like even even from a gameplay standpoint, it it all the like every wrestling game kind of has like a little bit of of jank, yeah, in a way. Because um, with, with how the animations get that many work, movements fluid, exactly. I got I know what you're saying in WWE thirteen. Um, you notice the jank a lot less. Um, the, there's a lot of new animations. A lot of animations just jank. sync up really, really well. And Good. And the, the gameplay is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm liking it a lot so far. Um, and and one, one of my biggest complaints of last year was the crowd. You didn't fucking hear them at all. Um, so they, they fix that a lot. You actually hear a lot of the crowd noises,
1: and so they all still move as one big amorphous blob or <laughs>
0: well yeah, like the, the actual <laughs> audience, but that's more of a technical I know that the AI isn't
1: going to be that big it's, it's not
0: the it's not the ai it's it's the fact that you can only draw so much on a screen yeah, and you need that level of detail for like the superstars in the ring area and not necessarily the crowd outside now as tech as technology keeps improving.
1: The crowd could be more lively compared to the Madden games, which oh, which 2011 looked just like 05 when it came to crowds. Right. Like it's, it's all the same. You know, they showed some in-depth shots. Yeah, I mean, the look of the crowd has improved in the WWE games, but it's still not going to be. I know, don't really care. That's not yeah, the big part no, of the game. I just think it's funny they all move like one amorphous blob. Um, can can we discuss in the coming weeks what's coming out? Two big games that are coming out. One, I'm more um, excited next for week. Than you are next week is
0: is a big week. Halo Four. Oh, the trailers look so good,
1: so Man, I'm, I'm unbelievable, like, unbelievable. The trailers look fantastic. Yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to Halo Four. I mean, just the concept of like the original bad guy, like that's what that is. Like they're mm. like the 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 ancient ones, basically yeah. Yeah, the forerunners. And the trailer when like I think I've talked about it before. When you watch. Or the gameplay trailer, when you watch the, the Elite get fucking disintegrated in front of you, it yeah. is unbelievable. I can't. And I mean, I, I mean,
0: graphically, game. like, I mean, Halo Reach looked really good.
1: It but did. Halo it 4
0: good. totally just builds no, on build that and makes it way better. What's, what are the
1: Studio 403? What are the. Uh, it's 343. 343,
0: I'm sorry. 343 uh, Industries. Um, they were studio formed specifically to make Halo games. I trust it. Um yeah. It it has a lot of it has the team from Bungie that still wanted to keep making Halo games yeah. on it, plus a lot of new good, talented people um to make Halo Four. I think Halo Four
1: is gonna be really good. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that it's gonna be fantastic, if not game of the year material. Oh, I mean, it's
0: it's definitely gonna be game of the year material. Um which actually uh we are going to have some Game of the Year stuff um, on the Spider-Duck Gaming Podcast uh, once we hit the end of the year, so we're right. actually going to
1: name well, an official Spider-Duck Game of the Year. Now's um, where we're hitting the, the, the kind of like all the Oscar films are coming out right now, yeah. like all of the big name games are finally dropping yeah. this year, or um, finally dropping at this time of year. Um, and then the week after, I know you're not as excited, but the, all the trailers look fantastic. Are you, are, you really, are you still kind of mad about it? I mean, the trailers look real good. It's Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2. Mm. Look, now, I love the first yeah. one. Look. It's not... It, <laughs> if... Here's the thing. The trailers look so good, dude. The Call of Duty games
0: board. have their place. I mean, they're fun to an extent. But... They don't innovate those games at all, and it pisses me off.
1: Except for, and like except look, for Modern Warfare, I was
0: the first so the original. Yeah, but look, I, like I was you. so I was so excited for Black Ops Two. Whenever I heard the initial stuff, and then I watched the gameplay, and it just looks like it plays the same exact fucking. But here is the
1: thing, I, I I'm not one of those people that I don't. Okay, I know you are a hardcore gamer. Yeah, I you think play frequently. Cool this is the difference. I'm a casual gamer, and I.
0: Call I'm a suckered in by the by the you know uh, Call of Duty works for the casual market. It does. And that's why it sells every year. Because there's people that literally just buy Call Madden, of Duty. And, and that, yeah. But like there's the people that also just buy Madden and Call of Duty. It's kinda like the the same cross section of people. It is. It's broad it's you know, That's it's cool, gross. but
1: I mean That's not generalization. anymore.
0: It's not for me anymore.
1: I will say the trailers to me look really good. I like the idea I think of the, the game's going to be fun, but the fact that it just The White House is on fire. Yeah. That's not that wouldn't be the first time it's been on fire in a Call of Duty game. Uh, okay, I'll say this. The reason I liked The second one so much is there's a level where you're running second modern warfare you're running through the burning capital building right and i played it while listening to anti-flags for blood and empire and there's him for the dead by anti-flag comes on and it's already uh, an anti-american not anti-american but anti-government record as much as anti-flag can still be anti-government because they're a, a signed punk band punk in quotations um i still love them uh, they're about as punk as the Offspring are now, um, but the juxtaposition of playing the anti-American song with the with the Capitol building burning yeah. down and you're kicking through fucking doors, just shotgunning bitches, it felt fantastic. You felt so good, and the. The scene, the opening scene in three, when you come up out of the water and you see the jets bombing New York. Yeah, that, I mean, and you're on the stock exchange, it's falling on top of the you. The thing like,
0: about Call of Duty is like they have great set pieces. I'm a patriot when I'm done with those games. <laughs> i ain't done with those games. They I'm have like, great, I great set, set pieces, but to me. Years. But to me, like, it's just me, like... It's a lot of the same. Exactly. It. And, it's, and it's and the thing about Call of Duty, it's about pushing the line, or else it's infinite spawning on, on the enemies. Yeah. They'll keep coming at you unless you move forward. And that's been the same since Call of Duty 2. Which in Call of Duty 2, not Modern Warfare yeah. 2, but Call of Duty 2. Call of Duty 2 was probably my favorite Call of Duty.
1: Well, that um, was the one that Infinity Award
0: did, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then they did the first... The first Modern, Modern Warfare. Yeah, Modern Warfare. Um, but, I mean, Which, it's I been the same a, since then. I think probably probably even the first one. I
1: didn't really play the first one on PC. The first one um, was such a fantastic story. Their only major explosion, is you watch, I think it's what, Iran just crumbled to oh, pieces. Oh, for Modern Warfare, yeah. God, that's such a good scene when your helicopter crashes and you watch your dude die in, like, a nuclear fallout. Mm-hmm. That's... I remember... Ralph, uh, I he got it for you know the game nights and whatnot, and he played it and just kept because t- I've been playing a bunch and just texting. He goes, I don't know what I'm watching right now. <laughs>
2: Some of that gameplay is better than watching a movie. Yeah, like even the gameplay. But you get yeah, to three, and agree, yeah. you
1: get to three, and it's a Michael Bay film. Right. But exactly. I, yeah.
2: but I loved the idea
1: that they brought in Black Ops, which was almost a, a paranormal storyline with you right, being yeah. like, but, uh, uh, like a like a Manchur- Yeah, the,
0: the story in the first Black Ops was really well done.
2: Um, I use every time I hear Black Ops, I think Carl of that, on duty. That, that meme was Carl on duty. Black uh, Ops. <laughs> Black Cops. It was Carl Winslow yeah. from Family Matters. That <laughs> always Old up. Val Johnson. Yes. Wow. You just
1: pulled me. was the meme. Die Hard. Yes, he was. Five, quick, five greatest rappers of all time.
2: Dial on, dial on, and on,
1: You know why? Because he spit on fire. On fire. You're too close. No, no, you, want you know, actually,
0: crack. the other night, out of just the hell of it, I watched the first episode of Chappelle's show again. And goddamn, that show I, holds God up.
1: Every, every episode of that show, except yeah. for that secret third season
0: uh, well, the, the, that's because the secret third season was, shit that was sketches that, that Chappelle didn't necessarily First finish. one,
2: though, with the Tupac song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And they another the one under the table. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the record might skip, might skip. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but I think that season would have been better with... Chappelle's input, basically. Oh, of course, you know, but, he didn't want that season to even come out. Know, people
1: down, gave but. him shit, but that was the ballsiest move anyone's done, just to walk away from that. Like, I can understand why I he walked away.
0: Like, it, it, it was a lot of pressure, and and, and if, there, if there's he someone, was spending twenty hour day
1: a day work. Yeah. Working and if team. there's a white equivalent, I can think of. I think Louis C.K. would do the same thing. I think Louis C.K. if he knew that he was yeah. conveying the wrong message, would walk away from
2: shit.
0: Louis C.K. Is it next week that that's? That's airing with him on SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or this, this
2: Saturday, Saturday night. This Saturday, yeah. This upcoming musical night. I can't think of who. It, it's fun. Oh, no, I don't. I don't care. No, I'll oh, no, punch well, face.
0: I think. I
1: think the Louis C.K. episode is going to be fun. I'm interested. I'm very excited to see. it. Well, the last time I can remember them having like uh, well Zach Galifianakis, which Zach, both of yeah, his my, episodes my, are, yeah. are great. Tell us about. I was doing that earlier. I was doing <laughs> this, and his first episode, which I think was February tenth, two thousand ten. How um, are you doing this with this knowledge? He had Vampire Weekend on as the musical guest, and it was right after they dropped Contra, and it was fucking fantastic. Cause they Cousins is their opening song and it was so goddamn good and I think think White Skies was the second song no um, Under the Gun was the second Giving Up the Gun was the second song on there and Contra is one of my favorite records Uh, both Vampire Weekend records are fantastic
0: this has been your but
1: moment of music rain. Man. I know, I know that it was February of 2010. Definitely really February. Like, definitely, definitely February. Absolutely Wattner. February. Wattner. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I also am the only person that remembers Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Okay, so well, that's for good reason. <laughs> It was an okay movie. Sure it was. But like I said uh-huh. the other day, it, yeah. was, it was at a point in time in life Angelina where Angelina. it was a point in time between 2003 and like 05 when Jude Law was in everything and then he made – like Sky Captain didn't do – it was ambitious but didn't do as good as they thought it was going to do. And Alfie fucking tanked. Like there was a period there where Jude Law could do no wrong, and then there was a period there where Jude Law was fucking death to movies. But he and also then he was did in clo- Sherlock Holmes. He was in Closer. I don't blame him for those. I blame Guy Guy Ritchie for those. Um. But anyway, uh, uh so Halo and Call of Duty in the next couple weeks. Then what else is coming out? There's something uh, off by the end of the year.
0: Hitman that, Absolution comes out. I've never played Hitman games. Call of Duty. Those games are excellent. Um. Very good stealth action. Like it's so good that like you don't even have to be in the room when somebody dies because you can set just a crazy series of events like a to, like a Ruben Goldberg. Yeah, game. like basically yeah that where someone dies. Um, like like in the last Hitman game, there was one where you were trying to kill somebody that was in like a play, um, but the, and there was a gun prop and you basically switched out the gun so that when you know. You. And then you, uh, you're just walking right out the door, real calmly, right as he gets shot and killed. It's, it's, it's an excellent game. I, I think randomly, the new one's going to be really right? good. The Crow? Yeah.
1: Uh, yes. Brandon Lee? Mm-hmm. Which, I actually watched that for the first time the other day, the first Crow. It's a good movie. It's still good. It holds up. And I kind of liked the idea of the remake they were tossing around a couple years ago with Bradley Cooper. I thought that was kind of an ambitious choice for someone who I think he could do a good job with that considering how I think Silverlining Playbooks is, is Silverlining's playbook is gonna be. I remember when Bradley that. Cooper was just
0: Wet Jennifer Garner's
1: friend on Alias. Uh-huh. Do you remember he was in Wet Hot American Summer? No. Yeah, he was in that. It's a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. it, no, it, I, it, it I think now now in your in your time knowing us, it's pertinent viewing. He was the
2: asshole in Wedding Crashers.
1: We're using Bradley yeah. Cooper. that's right. I forgot dick about bag, that. the bag, like lacrosse playing. Okay, yeah. it's 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 Halloween time, and uh, I was going to go into a, a horror film chat, but I'll start out. Last year, Sarah introduced me to, to a movie called K thirty nine. It kind of flew under the fucking radar when it came out. It came out in like 2010, 20 I remember. The I just name. know this. I hate Kate Hudson. Except for a handful of roles. I like Yeah, him. I'm
0: not really a big fan either.
2: Almost uh, famous It's a, a fantastic yeah. movie, but almost outside of that
1: yeah. I hate all the schlock she's done with Matthew McConaughey. Side note I fucking hate Matthew McConaughey too. He can be really funny though in, in certain Dancing Fuse. Yeah. Oh and, and, and Tropic Thunder. Yep.
0: That's specifically what Although, I was thinking I think of. His play- he, he wasn't bad he wasn't bad in
1: Bernie either. His playing off of um Tom Cruise's character in mm. Tropic Thunder. Yeah,
0: you know, I actually, just Dude, the fact that like I didn't even realize that was Tom Cruise at first. Like, thought, like for as batshit crazy as Tom Cruise is when he's not acting, like Did he's you- he's an excellent actor. I can't like,
2: dislike the guy's movies, right? He actor. A, he's a bona fide star. Yeah. honestly is he is a movie it, his star. movies his movies
1: are good every, he is not every, Even, no, I mean, have that's, you
2: seen Night and Day the one with uh, Cameron Diaz in him
1: I saw bits and pieces I've no, no, seen good. that but it holds your
2: it actually is, yeah. really
1: my is good my, my issue is and I want to dislike him but from all accounts and everything I've heard about him from from encounters from celebrities or, or just people I said he's the nicest person in the entire world I like can see you I guarantee you that he's just one of the people that if you want to meet him on set he's not one of those Actually, you, can't, you can't make eye contact with me kind of guys who if anyone in this world deserves to be he's one of the biggest movie stars of seriously. ever since. Like, you know, and he's he's a true goddamn
0: star. I think like, Kevin Smith did an interview with him that was in one of his books, if I and recall. And Kevin
1: Smith has yeah. told story after story how yeah. he's one of the nicest people he's ever met. Yeah,
0: because I remember reading it, not in Tough Shit, but the one Compared before that. to Bruce Willis, who, who Kevin Smith is terrified of. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we'll see the warlock return in... The new Can we agree that Die Hard? Good day to Die Hard. Die Hard Five is a
1: horrible fucking idea. Live Free or Die Hard was good, but okay.
0: This I is, like Live Free this or Die Hard. Is the that's argument
1: Justin Long was in. Yeah. My, yeah, This is the argument I made the other day. Now it's his daughter. I think that's that's the story. His daughter's in Russia. I don't know what the whole deal is. My so it's Taken Three. My yeah. quote with that is what made and I love the first Die Hard. I, I actually. It's sad I just saw it for the first time last year, but I love that movie. It's so good. What made those movies good was because he wasn't a super soldier. He was a regular cop that got caught up in a shitty situation. So the fact that he wasn't some super soldier made it cool because he was just a regular fucking guy that did what he had to do. Yeah. Also, Alan Rickman. And what was it? The, the trailers for the second one was like, I can't believe I'm in this situation again. Like. <laughs> How does this
0: happen? But Why you know what? At the, at the same time, too, if you go through these shitty situations, you're going to gain notoriety. Good. So, you know, if you get, end up becoming a super that. soldier
1: from it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. But it's just I, ju- the only diehard I want to watch is with Hans Gruber. Like, I just want to watch fucking Alan Rickman in anything. I could watch Alan Rickman in anything. Um, So you good on your end. Oh uh, Any movies,
0: any uh, I don't know if I've been watching movies. Although Sons of Anarchy was pretty good. I got, week. I gotta catch up. I gotta, I really. Is that
2: the one with Walton Goggins?
0: No, that I've heard That's so justified. much about. No, that was the week no, 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 before. No, no, no. no, Walton Goggins oh, oh, was
2: suggested as something a, you'd never expect. Training Walton prostitute.
1: He he told yeah. me about. Oh
2: it. my god! It, I want to. Maybe you, you want to start watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Oh, Sons, Sons of Anarchy's actually
1: right. Oh yeah, and, and I love the extended trailer with fucking Jonah Hill showing up in it. Yes, and this supremacist.
0: Joel McHale was in the last. Episode of Sons of Anarchy. Really?
1: Oh no way! So I know Ashley Tisdale was a prostitute on there. Yeah, she was. Dude, I um, watch the show? That's that's why. Jack, on the dude on Facebook, I posted
0: Joe McHale. Why are you having a one night stand with Peggy Bundy? I wondered what and that was about. Her wallet. I
2: wondered what really? That was about. really because that's no what idea. happens. I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Oh, real
1: quick before we get into my stuff, uh, enlighten our listeners about Community.
2: Okay, Community. February seventh. Yes, it is coming back. It's taking February the place 18. of Thirty Rock after Thirty uh, Rock okay. ends. It's that's that's over. They had a thirteen. They're episode. not even getting to May. They're not going to finish out a full season. Or... No, their full season is thirteen episodes. Oh, okay, okay. Thirteen episodes to finish. It's going to end around the end of January. Makes sense. Community comes back in February. at their eight o'clock Thursday night slot. Thank God, no Fridays, no after Whitney. But my favorite story out of that, like, NBC announcing their, like, winner schedule. Right after Chevy Chase dropped the N-word. Yes. Um, Up All Night is being taken off the air for a little while. They're not Mm. canceled. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's okay. I I, like, I I watched the first couple episodes. I watched. Last year.
0: I probably watched like the first half of the first yeah, season. It's not great. And then I just kind of like. I like I well, like all the actors and actresses. In that. the
2: guy but, from Best Friends Forever, who was the boyfriend of. I I like that, that show. show. Um, but. This is the weirdest retooling. Have, did you read this? Yeah. Weirdest retooling I've ever heard of any show ever. NBC is taking a radical approach to it. They enjoy the show. They want to keep the show. They don't want to cancel it yet. It doesn't do the numbers they think it should do, having Will Arnett, Christine Apple, oh, oh, and yeah. Maya Rudolph. Angela. Yeah. They. What they're going to do is take it from being a single-camera comedy... That is kind of just shot in like, you know, like single camera, no laugh track, whatever, yeah. and turning it into a multi-camera sitcom because they think it's going to do better because of Christina. Based on Christina Applegate's recent posting on. And she, Live, was she was fantastic. was great. Yeah. The and siren sketches, my favorite. And Maya Rudolph and all that. They think it'll play better. So they're going but to. I don't want to laugh the show, track. It's airing its last single camera episode in December. And then in next spring, they're coming back with sitcom up all night and they're going to, they're going to see how it does that way. I'm kind of curious to see. That's a, I got to say, whatever you think about that and multi-camera comedies yeah. in general, it's a ballsy move for NBC to say, you know what? Let's not retool it and add new characters never let's try it a different, like if they yeah. said scrubs, you know, it's not working as a single camera thing. Let's try it as like a yeah. full-on multi-camera scrubs thing. The first it would be seasons. ridiculous. But I'm kind of like, let's see yeah. what happens with it because, well, you know, well, I guess it could be, work. I, I guess
1: they already have, like, kind of the, the show that – Parenthood. It's funny. It gets the numbers, and it's serious where it needs to be. I actually, I've yeah. a lot of people say it makes people cry. Yeah. I really want to watch Parenthood it. Parenthood is really good. Because Parenthood's uh, good. I, it seems to be a more popular opinion now. I think Dax Shepard is actually a really good I, actor. I agree, actually. No one's really uh, good. Uh, yeah. Man. And um despite his his past, you know, choices I mean he pretty much got his start on Punk with Steve Steve is easy from from The League, which I uh, haven't watched episode 3 Oh, yet. oh dude, my it's great. God,
2: The League I is seen the just first consistently two. so good. Yeah, it is. And Always Sunny has been Always great. Always Sunny this has been good. Too.
0: Dude, dude that, this last episode of Always Sunny was so The Mari awesome. Ponderoso. Yes, ratings? Oh my god. Oh man, it was oh, so great.
2: Oh god, it was fantastic. I'm
1: I'm going to have to see if she wants to watch The League tonight cuz I I haven't seen last week's episode. Ooh, oh, so good. Tomorrow. Should. Okay, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Tomorrow is the third episode of American Horror Story. You you're waiting to watch it. I'm gonna wait okay. until they going so at least. Absolutely, half a season, then I'm go back. And absolutely on. no spoilers. But a few things I want to hit on. First of all, the first season, as much as I, I love it, there was some hokiness to it. There was some, some really splotchy dialogue, especially with the daughter of Violet. I really, you know, thought she was kind of the weakest character on the show. Um, it's sad when the, the Down syndrome girl is a better actress than the, you know, the the daughter. Uh, but I thought, you know, Dylan McDermott is fantastic. And Connie Britton is wondrous. Um, what what I like about this season so far is a Jessica Lang is a heartless badass in this. Zach Quinto gets such a, a good role that actually looks like he's on Mad Men. To be perfectly honest. They brought back uh, Evan Peters, I think that's his name, who plays who played Tate in the first season. One shot at the school, and his storyline with this season has him playing such a straight role. It's fantastic, um, and the alien subplot that involves Evan Peters is such a throwback to fifties and sixties like horror that it looks fantastic. I love the idea of what they're doing. The first Even with two- the whole alien motif. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Is that it reminds me of early. It's it set in the '60s. That's where the I think it's what Briarwood or I don't know what, what the name of the of the actual institution is. But the um, the it's set in the '60s, and in the '60s and late '50s, every sci-fi movie or horror film was about. Um, Aliens, because of the threat of communism, because they were outside in American xenophobia. So it's cool that they're bringing this story in, but the alien idea leads to Tate being seen as a mass murderer. So it's cool, this storyline. Uh, Chloe Savinge plays a whore in this, which is great because I haven't seen her play that decent of a whore since American Psycho. Um, I have qualms with Chloe Savingi. she bothers me sometimes. Um, Good actress, then. Uh, uh, I feel like she needed a resurgence. She wants to need a resurgence. a Bulk. I feel like she could be in more stuff. She was great in the 90s. I kind of bulk at the thought of that.
2: <laughs> Boo. Well, the, the craft and water boy aside, what else Farooza Bulk really did? Um, she was an almost
1: famous. Oh, that's true. And she was good in almost famous. And the craft, albeit a 90s, you know, horror flick. I like the craft. I like the craft. Um. But all in all, so far, the last two episodes have been nothing but a goddamn, like, pleasure to watch. It's just been so exciting, and Adam Levine getting his arm ripped off is something I've always wanted to see. Um, so, uh... <laughs> you and I go hard. I hate that song. I hate it so much. I hate their whole fucking new record. It's awful. It's, it's, it's a terrible record. Um, good. What are you going to
0: say? Actually, if you're bringing up horror TV shows, um... I've actually been watching Six 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 Park Avenue.
2: Okay, what? What? I watched the first episode, the whole thing. I didn't dislike it, but it didn't pull me in enough to come back and watch more episodes.
0: I right when I was going to write it off at about the third episode, Mm -hmm. the end of the third episode got me back into it. Okay, so it started. It's definitely picking up more. Okay, and I think it's it's getting better. Like it's kind of getting its momentum
2: and and I, I like it. You watch Scandal? No. I hear that one's good. Never seen it. ABC does
1: a pretty decent job with TV
2: shows right now. They are, they're they're really last few years I mean, ever since the Lost, Desperate Housewives year. They really just pick up. Mm. They they know how to pick new shows.
0: I need to I need to catch up on Last Resort actually because I I really like the first two episodes. I
2: can't see how that can sustain longer than a season. Mm. I don't understand it. it we'll see. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like I'm so. I I love the idea, and I love anything from the S.H.I.E.L.D. boss. Have you watched any Homeland yet? Uh, yes.
0: I'm not caught up. I've only seen okay. the first two episodes, but the end oh, of the... Yeah. I know. <laughs> the end of the second, when they find
2: that video... Oh, like, shit! You have no idea! You have no idea! I, I I'm not going to tell you anything yeah. that happens, but... They're breaking that every means, rule of how to write a TV show. One second. When
1: Ralph says the phrase, I'm not going to tell you anything tell that you happens, right no. spoilers <laughs> tend to <laughs> follow.
2: They, I'm just going to tell you, when you watch the next episode, you'll have the same reaction at the end. Like, wow, I don't know where they're going to go from here. The end of the fourth episode, I didn't see last night, or two nights ago. The end of the fourth episode, what you will say to your television out loud is... Some dick. Wait. Is this the season finale? Huh. Because they, they're they doing something that you're like, the writers are writing themselves in the corner. What are they doing? Where are they going to go from here? Brody's, they're on to Brody now. I mean, obviously, you know right, they're on to yeah. Brody because they find the video. Right. But where they go with that story and how quickly things escalate, holy shit, you need to get caught up because we yeah. need to have a conversation okay. about this. All right. Because you're going to have... And I can't wait to see what the fifth episode did. Now's the part of the show where Ian's out of the loop. The fifth episode blows everything wide open, and I heard at the end of that one, there's another oh-my-god moment. There's still there's still seven episodes yeah. left of the season. What they're going to do, I have no fucking idea. I read, beginning of the season, Brody was supposed to die in the first season. His character oh, wow. was planned from the beginning. He was supposed to blow up the vice president, or at least go out trying to blow up the vice president. And, he blew up the vice president! <laughs> um, Credits. But they... Damian Lewis, I mean, all, in everything he does, he's, yeah. he's so good. He did such a good job, and obviously, he won an Emmy for the so role as like Danes. That the show centers around Homeland Security, so you could really just have a right. different villain every year and do a different plot and have them tie into each other. Mm-hmm. And they—they're going to introduce a character in the fourth episode that I want you to tell me what you think when you watch it. There's a new younger guy that's part of the surveillance team that they're going to put on Brody now that this new information's come to light. Tell me if you think he's sketchy it could possibly be the, mul- the one of the leaks. Okay. Let's get information. But I have a theory about Estes, the black director yeah, yeah. Of, of Homeland Security. I have a theory that we'll talk about after the after okay. fourth episode. Guys right. right. are the worst. The worst. But it's... I, I need you to... Just get caught up. Make that your priority this week. Watch the next three episodes if you haven't seen because I, I have to watch the fifth, which I will do tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, before I go to work, I don't yeah, work I until have, one. I have the
0: episodes like oh, on my computer. I just need, my to, uh,
2: God. It's, I need to watch. Oh, The fourth episode ended, and I'm screaming at my television. You can't do that in the fourth episode of a 12 episode series. You can't do that. But. It makes me so excited to see what they're going to do. There's no show would do; they would drag out the Brody thing till the end of the season and bust him at the end of the season, or kill him at the yeah. end of the season, and they do something that you're not going to expect. You are going to shit a brick. So good, whole brick. Second, so a whole it, brick. hands down. I mean, Dexter's been so good this season too. Compared How far are you with that? I'm still only so in
0: season three. Last
2: season which Oh I thought I thought you were caught up with Dexter. No, I'm not caught up with the, Dexter. Well, season four is the best season. Oh I, I heard that the last Dexter. season sucked a dick. Like last two seasons have been une not sucked a dick. Colin Hanks, I really enjoyed Colin Hanks. The plot line with Edward James almost was predictable. But how it ended made me excited for this year, and everything they're doing this year is what I've always wanted to see them do on Dexter. Almost famous. I'm very excited. Like, there's real stakes this year, and I really. And they added in um, Yvonne Strahovski from Chuck. Oh, okay. (sighs) Yeah, she played. She uh, she actually played Miranda Lawson in
0: the Mass Effect game. Oh, really? Yeah, like they used her like her face well, and everything for it so i mean she's perfect yeah and she was the voice actress for it
2: mm-hmm. yeah she's they, you, you didn't get caught and up with and that, played Miranda and but Zex it's in not a city. big deal because you're going to trudge through seasons five and six of Dexter. Yeah, they're ho oh, hum whatever. But if you watch them all back to back, you might be different than I was watching week to week. Yeah, and was unimpressed. Well, well season, sometimes, with
0: sometimes when you watch a show like straight through, it's not so.
1: Well, yeah, I've read, so weird as uh, watching uh, it like True Blood. True Blood season two makes so, is a Lost lot better. Season three,
2: Lost season three is better in bulk. Fuck you. It was great week to week. Uh, the slow, at a slow start. But You watch the first six and you immediately get, you don't have that weird break from November no, to January you're right, you're where right. Kate yeah. was running away and Jack was telling her to run and did the surgery on Ben. When that happens immediately after, you. It's not... It was nerve-wracking what they did because they gave you that tease in the first six and all they did in the first six was trap them in cages and they barely dealt with the hatch stuff. They barely dealt with the Desmond stuff and then it came back and it was good from seven on. You watch it on DVD and you're like, okay, this is... (laughs) Desmond, Desmond, Desmond,
1: Desmond, Desmond. Desmond, Desmond. Desmond. I love Desmond. Um, Uh, Not Penny's boat, everybody. Just thought I should (laughs) should tell you that. Um, So...
0: Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Oh, wait. Wrong show. Sorry. Yeah, but that was a great season yeah, of television.
2: If it first followed up a little was, lackluster. Yeah. That first season was, uh, that was like, that was the same year. It's like the fourth season of Lost was on. Mm-hmm. Was really 2006. To, they had done the flash forward and everything. And spoiler alert, but it, that was like six years ago. Yeah. Um, they, you know, that was a show that I look forward to every week. Heroes came on. There was something else that year that was knocking it out of the park for me. That might have been the year I got into Dexter. It was like one of the first seasons of that. That was just a great year for TV. And then Heroes came back, and from the first episode of the second season, never got as good. Parts of the circus season, like the last season, weren't bad. I like the guy from um, Carnival. I like that guy. Um, my biggest issue with that season was it ended on such a good note that it made me want to see where it went next. And NBC promised at least a movie to wrap things up, and then they scrapped it. And I really would have liked yeah, even to see if what they happened promised they them, outed like it themselves. Never happens. Well, they outed themselves as like heroes on like national television. That was how the show yeah. ended. And you thought if they got another season, they would deal with now these things are public. But by the you, I know it would have happened. At the end of the season, they would have fucking had somebody with the power to erase everybody's memories, and it would have just been nice and neat and tied up in a bow, because heroes did that shit, and it pissed me off. They never took chances after the first season.
0: Yeah.
2: So, anyway, where I was going in the beginning, wow, so sorry. This is,
1: everyone so be heroes. What is, what, was this like like, bizarre day? Because you all derailed me like six
0: times. I know, nine. I know. Um... We're just giving you a taste of your own medicine. This is what you Sorry. do to us.
1: <laughs> but I, I provide salient. This is your fault. <laughs> I provide great points, albeit some of them part of my Asperger syndrome. But I, I am awesome. So, uh, I, real quick, kind of wanted to go. Okay, I wanted to talk about a record since I haven't done actually I haven't done music chat in a while. It's been a bit since I've, I've had it. Um, real quick, I want to talk about um. I, it's very few and far between where I do find a rap record I truly, truly enjoy As a whole it's, You know, I like a lot of rap In general, not so much radio rap But um Recently I was introduced to this record called uh, Good Kid Mad City by this rapper Named Kendrick Lamar And um I've been hearing about it for a while, and a friend of mine pointed out this record, Good Kid, Mad City, and said it was it was a concept record. And I liked the idea. I went and checked it out. I checked out his first record, Section 80, which is also worth a listen. Um, this kid's relatively younger. I think he's... Uh, he's all at twenty four, twenty five, but his the whole record sounds like it was mid nineties hip hop. Like it's such a west coast kind of record, and it's so god like goddamn good from start to finish. And it kind of follows this this you know young teenage kid who who thinks he kind of wants to get into gangbang life, and he. He you know has some ideas of what it wants to be, and and you really hit this stride by 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 track three. There's this uncharacteristic like braggadocious track called "Backseat Freestyle," where he talks about like you know having having all this money, and the chorus is you know he he wishes his dick was so big because he could fuck all these bitches, and like and it's just. it's so uncharacteristic, but then you realize it's just some kid in the backseat of a car with his friends. And he's rapping about what he's going to have when he becomes this big time gangster. And then the next track's called the art of peer pressure, which is him going on his first, his first home home break in. And it's about like the cops catching him and he's talking to his mom on the phone and he's telling her he's out with with his friends, but he should be telling her he's about to get his first offense. And the cops kind of, the cops, are going to arrest them, but they, they get away. So he makes it out. And then you get into like a couple more tracks. Uh, uh, there's the, the split track seven and eight good kid in mad city, which are really awesome. And then you get into this track near the end. It's called, uh, I think sing about me is what it's called. And the story behind it is, um, there's a few different themes going on about him still wanting to be in this lifestyle. And then he witnesses, a lot of it's about how you know he has no qualms run him and him and his his friends running up on on different gang members and and you know he he does his friend does a drive-by and then in retaliation he hears he in front of him watches one of his friends get shot so it kind of changes his mind about this lifestyle but is he so far in that he can't get out of this lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's this great line and in the middle of um sing about me there's a line about you know if i'm dead before i finish this song before he even gets that line it's three gunshots and- then you hear somebody hit the floor and the rest of that song sure. is this is it's insane how good this kid relatively young in the whole record just sounds like it's made you know as, as a really early gangster rap record so I have really high hopes for this kid Kendrick Lamar so if there 's one record I could recommend to you right now if you 're into rap if you 're into old school kind of hip hop feel and it 's a true hip hop record Kendrick Lamar this t- this kid is ridiculous so that 's my music corner for the week uh, it 's great concept record which is hard because there 's not a lot of rappers aren 't doing concept records right now like yeah. Cuddy, Cuddy has some some ideas in the concept record you know about he you know' it was cuddy's second record was about him not he always had a fear that he was going to die young but his newer stuff's been about how he found out he he had a daughter he never knew about and how he's changing his life around and he he's getting clean for the sake of how you know raising his daughter and it's and Cuddy's starting to rap with a real positive message now which is great because you know his early stuff was kind of drug heavy and i love man in the moon part one i think that's a damn near perfect record from start to finish um but yeah, every now and then there's a rap record that catches my attention, and then this Good Kid, Mad City is, is worth. A, I'd even say buy. You know, you can download it, but I think all in all, it's worth a buy. You know, if it, it's it's a really interesting take on on gang culture, and I really like this this record as a whole. But that's music chat for the week. Uh, what I really want to talk about now is um, kind of want to go around and get everyone's favorite horror film since the Halloween season is upon us. And I know you're not the biggest horror fan and I probably should have sprung this on you beforehand so you got time to think about it. You got it? You got it? So, uh Trevor, I mean, I know like I said you're not a huge horror fan, yeah. but what uh what would you say is your is your favorite horror film in general? Halloween. Really? Yeah. 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 That's it. And Halloween that, is well, that, absolutely to, my favorite to, to segue into this, um, the the studio that owns Halloween now re-released it for the, was it the 35th anniversary? Yeah. 30, yeah. They re-released it in theaters. John Carpenter's film, you know, Halloween, which he even did the music for, it too. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a simple, simple idea, simple movie. But the, but the music and the sound are what The makes best But I mean, yeah, my probably. favorite part about that the is... regular Bells. Yeah. My favorite part about that is he's... Um, He's not even credited as a character because they didn't want him to be human. He's just he's in the the disc as just the shape. Yeah. that's what he's known as. They made such a iconic, you know, they call him the boogeyman, but he's like the shape. He just shows up, and there's so many great shots of just him in places, and grant you, you know, we watch it tonight, and it's not the same as I assume it is in the, in the 70s, but it is the first horror film I ever saw as a kid. I was seven when I saw it. It fucked me up good, and to this day, there's still things about that movie, and, you know, I can say the same thing about the very first Nightmare on Elm Street, you know? Oh, God. That, yeah. you know, when he's walking down the alleyway with the big-ass fucking arms, and, and... There's something about Freddy that... Uh, that's always Michael scares Garrett,
2: me. Jason and all that, Freddy scares me the most. Because he jokes with you while he kills you, and like... he enters, you. He, enters your subconscious there's nothing if anyone has ever seen you can say all you want about jokey cheesy horror horror films until you see Wes Craven's new nightmare which is my favorite of the Freddy franchise it's dark as shit and it make it does that meta thing Robert England is in it as Robert England and the Freddy that's in it is 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 played by Robert England but but it's it's not it's a Freddy from the scripts they had Heather Lagging Camp from the first yeah. film come back and play herself. Everyone and play her, her character. The only one who didn't make a return is what? West, Depp. West uh, Craven is in it. Uh, yeah, John, Johnny Depp. John is in John, John Saxon is, is it. in it from the yeah. original, and oh my
1: Johnny God. Depp, who you figure would have made an appearance at that point in time because it was still you know that was late nineties, but uh. it's you've seen that one. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Um, so what'd you say? Your you, Halloween's your favorite. Yeah, Halloween absolutely. Is, yeah. Halloween. I was still impressed. There's Those fantastic shots when he pins the dude to the door with the knife, and he does the head tilt, which is always awesome. And uh, at the end, when he gets shot off the roof, and and Donald Pleasance looks over the side, and then the body's not there. Then they show with that very faint music every place in the house yeah. that he could be, and then they show the in front of the Myers house.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And 2 even holds up. 2 is still yeah, fantastic. Yeah, 2 is really two, good as well. 2
2: is great. And 3 that has nothing to do with Michael Myers as math. 4, 5, six uh, is a continuation storyline with Daniel Harris. And well, 4 is not good. I do like 5. I like six 5. 6 wasn't bad. And I think that, Resurrection, uh, I don't think, was bad either. H2O. H2O H2 H2 was, H2 was, was good. Resurrection was bad. Resurrection, yeah, Resurrection was, was, bad, was bad. Resurrection's, bad, Resurrection's bad. rough. But like had Aliens, H two H- was good because I mean, Jimmy Lee Curtis gets and whacked. No, that's, no. that's resurrection. That's resurrection. 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 God, I mix it up all the time. The first zombie film, the first
1: zombie film, Halloween, the the his remake of
2: Rob Zombie. I was like, what are you talking about? Zombie? But yeah, yeah, that the second one, not so much. I but, didn't see the second one, but I did
1: really. Okay, oh my first. god,
2: so first one's really good. Um, go ahead, your your favorite horror film, The Strangers. Yeah, I actually was, just watched that the other day. My my problem with that, I don't mean problem like I don't like. It. I mean my the what bothers me most, what scares me most about that is it's real. It could happen. This it's based on like the Manson Family murders. Um, much like any really good like horror character, you have got your. Ed Dean inspired Buffalo Bob from the you know sounds of the Leatherface Texas Leatherface from Texas yeah. Chainsaw, which the trailer for the reboot of that doesn't look oh, no, bad. I feel about that. Doesn't Although
1: look bad. I like the 03 Jessica Beale one, yeah, that that was okay. It wasn't bad. I um, liked it. Um,
0: I didn't like. B- b- I just beginnings. don't like. It was just remade like ten years ago. It
2: just yeah. seems
1: like yeah. But is this is this a redo of the very first one? Yeah. Or? I
2: feel like this is a re origin.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of to. Tub- Toby uh, Hooper says mm -hmm. the original one. Although he did a lesser known one called The Toolbox Murders, which is actually a really good film, too.
2: The whole thing with The Strangers is every, like, both Liv Tyler and Scott Scott Friedman. their characters in the film do they don't do the dumb stereotypical horror film things they do things that you would do if you were trapped in the house when her
1: legs are fucked up and she oh. calls around the corner and sees her car on fire oh. the look of just hopelessness in her Th- that's eyes.
2: it like i'm going to die that's what she that's what you see happening
1: and i love head. when they're when they're driving away from the house and they see the missionary kids and the chick gets out you can i have one and then she gets in the car and she goes don't worry the next one's going to be much easier and no. you're just like oh god it's happening again yeah, and no, you they, graphically watched well, him stab
2: Scott Spiewak. That death. line of, you know, why are you doing that? Because you're home. Because you are home. Like there's no. They didn't pick them out. They're not. They're not torturing them. They're not ghosts that have been tracking their family for years or whatever. My thing is, like you just said, the graph. The thing that bothers me most about that is the graphic stabbing of Speeman That they don't away, away from, from, it. from, it happens, you watch, and the most painful thing is watching Liv Tyler watch it, and then when they line her up, and at the very end, when the people show up in the house, yeah. and her scream scares the fuck out of me I every time. I think people forget how good Liv Tyler and is. Glenn Howerton getting shot in the face. Liv Tyler is a fantastic actress, and she does, I don't think she ever gets credit. Oh my the god, that, that film is just, it, I, when we went to see it, we left... And I called home. To turn called all the lights my on. My wife said, "I'm going to be home about ten minutes. I need you to turn every light on outside and inside the house. I don't know if you're in bed. Turn everything on and just leave it on. I don't want any dark outside. I want all the light coming from outside the house because we were living like down the street from where I live. Now, it's creepy, very creepy area. All these trees, very dark. The porch light didn't hey, get much. There's light. a Romney sign in front of it right now. Of if course, you know that.
1: Um, uh, no, so so that's your choice." Yeah, Strangers is my favorite horror I, movie, hands down. I have a couple. It's hard to pick just one, uh, uh, so I'm going to do a couple sections. Jokingly, one of my favorite horror films, it, it's more funny to me than it is scary, but it is the inner... I'm almost positive it's the film that introduced the idea that zombies eat brains, yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, dude. Dude.
2: Return of the Living Dead with, like, is a classic.
1: The whole soundtrack with the cramps and oh. well, well you know you know how that got split up, right? Why it's Return of the Living Dead? Yes. All of the of the Dead films belong to this guy who, who co who, he co-made Night of the Living Dead with George A. Romero. Yeah, Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. He got all the of the dead movies, but the Living Dead movies belong to the other dude who was they split off and did separate movies. Okay. Return of the Living Dead is funny. The soundtrack is eighties pop punk bands. It's like the cramps and it's fucking fantastic. And it's like the last refuge of when punk was still kind of a thing, but bordering into New Wave. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hokey, but there's great fucking lines. Like when the dude says it hurts to be dead, like yeah. that's fucked up. When the Street dude driver when yeah. the dude incinerates himself as to not become a zombie is is sad and creepy. When the when when her boyfriend's trying to bust through the, the thing at the end and he's like, your brain smells delicious. Mm-hmm. Um the fact that Armageddon is caused because of it is the at the end of it. When they're nuking that fucking Kentucky town, yeah. And um, there's this great scene when the ambulance pulls up, and uh, and zombies attack him. And there's a zombie that gets on the on the uh, intercom speaker and goes, "Send more drivers!" Like. It's funny. It's creepy. It's scary. And I, th- it, it honestly, it holds up. And it's such '80s fucking lame goodness that if you want to see one that'll make you chuckle, that's a really funny zombie film. It
2: has genuinely scary moments. Too. Return of the
1: Living Dead is fucking tits. Uh, uh, an anthology movie, I dig. Not so much. I love VHS, but I think the one that's Creep Show is fantastic, Ooh. but a couple years ago, 07, there was an Anna Paquin vehicle called Trick or Treat, Trick R Treat. You ever seen it? Mm-mm. No. It's um uh Britt McClip who was Regina on uh, Dead Like Me is okay. in it. The sister from Dead Like Me yeah. is in it. Uh, there's a handful of uh, uh oh um Tamoa is in it for, oh nice uh, and Leslie Bibb who was on GCB and um oh what Leslie Bibb what else has she been? In? She's been in a bunch of stuff and she's, she's on the on, league. Yeah, she was Pete's wife on the league, and she was the ma- oh, okay. Amanda in GCB yeah um it's one story. That opens it, which is a wraparound story for three separate stories. But instead of it being three fully separate stories, they all intertwine together, and they're all happening at the exact same time. And the stories in a have you ever seen it? There's—it's so like four separate stories and one wraparound story. But they all, instead of taking place like *Creepshow*, it's like the comic book stories, it's one giant amorphous blob of a story that Anna Paquin. This is pre *True Blood*. This was, you know. She done a few things. This is pre pre True Blood, is so goddamn good in it, and she's like virginal and shit like that. But her storyline, which wraps up with this vampire storyline, is fucking amazing. And it's honestly, it, it plays it so straight. It plays it like creep show. Like you buy these stories, they're so goddamn good. And if you get a chance to trick or, trick tree, treat, okay. it, honestly, it's probably four bucks right now. And honestly, it's good. It's how I ushered in the holiday season, but it's good even if it's not Halloween time. It's a good fucking movie, but the opening with Tomewa Panikin and Leslie Bibb sets the tone for the entire goddamn movie. And it's so creepy and such a – it's such a Halloween spirit mood. Um, uh, I, I feel lame for saying Nightmare Before Christmas, but it always is a good one to get the oh, – That's the ha- classic. That's got one of my favorite lines from any movie. And my favorite character is the mayor. I love the mayor. Uh, And and I also just found out that Greg Proops did a bunch of voices in Nightmare Before Christmas. But my favorite line of the entire thing is when the mayor, when they're looking for Jack Skellington, when he first goes to the Christmas road, when the mayor goes, did anyone think to dredge the lake? (laughs) It's one of the best lines of the whole goddamn movie. Um, But I think my favorite, it's not my favorite, but I have a soft spot and a lot of people shit on me for this Blair Witch Project. And I know that a lot of people say that it's boring, but when you get to the kids laughing in the woods in the middle of the night and, like, the sticks off in the distance and then they lose um, Mike and and when – the second they see the house in the goddamn woods at the end yes. is – terrifying it's all culminating in that one scene where you feel where she comes around that corner and she's like what the fuck is that and then you just see this ripped down house and the fact that there's no soundtrack to that movie that there's no music playing makes it 10 times creepier i get i don't know what about that movie maybe i saw it when i was young but that creeps me out um a fun one to watch scream it's the, the original Scream. I do like It's so meta and, yeah. and in-joke on itself, and it's so funny, and everyone delivers. I mean, Skeet Ulrich is great in that. Uh, Jamie Kennedy, uh-huh. Matthew Lillard, and that's just the guys. I mean, uh, um, what, what the fuck is her name? Uh, Tatum. If you remember her, her, her name, her friend in it. Um, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Yeah, it was Rose McGowan who got stuck in the garage door. Yep. Um, but uh, Nev Campbell, like pre-craft Nev Campbell, like she—that was like fresh off Party of Five and Courtney Cox when she was still attractive, and David Arquette before he was a No, I
0: don't know, man. Cougar Towns, there's some.
1: I'm in. I, now that it's coming to TBS, I'm gonna have to watch the first couple seasons to
2: hold your. Season two, you've told me. The first, well, no, season one's great. After about episode six,
1: yeah, the second episode, something happens and starts it
2: starts congealing. I'm going
1: to say that my favorite horror film in recent memory, and this could be—I mean, a lot of people might 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 not see this. I had so much goddamn fun and was legitimately terrified. Grave encounters, grave encounters. Tell me about that one. It was made by these brothers called the Vicious Brothers. They worked with bloody disgusting... Who is a horror pur- purveyor and they made this movie called Grave Encounters. And I showed you the trailer for it. It's where they go into that it's like that empty room and it's the night vision and the girls in the corner and they're like, hey Well, they
2: shoot like a reality show, like the ghost hunt.
1: Yeah. Today, right? The main dude is doing a Zach Baggins impression the entire time. Okay. He's like this douche. And they actually show in the beginning, he's paying people to say that scary things have happened. He pays off a gardener and whatnot. You've seen the I've showed you the trailer, right? When yeah. the chick turns on and her face just gapes open. Yeah. When we're done, but we'll watch this the second one just came. I heard it's just as good. Let me show you the trailer. See if you can sleep tonight. I don't want to do that. The (laughs) first one is so goddamn scary to me. And it takes a lot to truly, truly make me have a horrible night. This movie ruined my happiness for a couple days. Like, it stuck with me. And what's funny is it's a real low-budget flick. And they did such a good job. And there's a scene near the end of the film with some, some, some mist. And there's a scene with some hands on the ceiling. That is one of – because they don't brace you for the scene. You remember in Paranormal Activity 2 when all the cabinets open Uh and we almost peed ourselves in theaters? Oh, my god. There's this scene where they nod off for a little bit in a room. And when they come to, it's just screaming and these giant black hands coming out of the ceiling that made me almost fear pee. And then that leads to when you get introduced to who I will refer to as ceiling guy. And ceiling guy gave me nightmares. So I will say this: in the last couple years, Grave Encounters is the best horror film I've seen outside of before that.
2: Scream before that Halloween. There's a there's a little known indie uh, horror film that's a zombie oriented film uh, called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. I've always wanted to see that. I've never got to see it. It is, for all intents and purposes, it starts out as like a campy high school kids in the woods messing with voodoo and just doing like a truth or dare thing, And you know, oh, I dare you to raise the debt, you know, like just something dumb. The last five minutes of that film have one of the most horrible images I've ever seen in my life uh, and still haunts me to this very day. Um, but it's, they, they're just goofing around. And one of them like does a thing where they have like a book of like voodoo spells or something and they take, they dig up a body and they decide okay. to do this voodoo ritual and try to bring it back to life. They bring this course basically back to their house. Like they, they, they rent this cabin that's near this like graveyard. They bring the body back and they like lay it up in the bedroom. They're like, Oh, it's alive again. Whatever. They're just being like, they they might even be like med students or something. Uh, there was a reason they were doing this, and we're comfortable with like a dead body or whatever. But so the body is like you know on the bed and whatever. Yeah. And while this is happening, they didn't raise this body, but outside, unbeknownst to them, the rest of the graveyard's waking up, and they're coming towards the house. And you just watch basically everybody get eaten, and there's one person left. Uh, it, oh my god, the ending is just—it's haunting. It's haunting. Uh, it starts out as like I don't know about this, and it is it's terrifying. I can um, see this now. Yeah, children shouldn't play with. i always men. wanted to
1: see it. I've always heard that. Find
2: and it. The, it's out there. It's uh, it's. Well, you might even be able to get it on like YouTube. I, the I don't original
1: know. Uh, "I Spit on Your Grave" I heard was really good. Yeah, that's movie. that's
2: that's supposed to be good. You know
1: what? A horror remake. I kind of dug. Uh, it's good scene. It was pre-break. No current. I don't know if it was Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul just yet. Yeah, it had to have been. The remake of Last House on the Left had Aaron Paul get his hand ripped off in a uh, garbage disposal and drown in a sink, and it's fucking insane. I get into that. Oh, and
2: Ricky Lindholm from Garfunk one no, of it's naked. Oh, she, she gets, did me naked in that um, Camp One that the guys who did what call it American Summer do. Yeah, um,
1: uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, of more. Uh, I'd say the first Pet Cemetery.
2: Fuck me up as a kid. Oh that 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 um, that messes with. It's
1: me. it's not it's not going out. That
2: Cemetery out, Two is even pretty It's good. not
1: going out on a limb to say that uh the shining is holds up to this day. Sh- yeah. Uh fucking Shelly Duvall is a creepy looking for the record. I don't know who's creepier looking. Shelly DeVall that's you I'm thinking of, right? Mm-hmm. Shelly Duvall or um uh oh god damn it. She's on she's on uh uh Smash. She, um Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah, She's
2: creepy looking. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm blanking. One, one of my favorite films of all time is I, – I mean, it's classified as suspense more than yeah. like horror. But overall, one of my favorite films of all time ever, ever throughout history is – Rear, uh, the rear window by Alfred, no, original Alfred Hitchcock rear window with Jimmy Stewart well, here's the just issue. the building of the suspense as in that and Raymond Burr coming at him at the end and him with the flash bulbs and god that scene makes my heart race every time as, as I really do love Hitchcock Psycho doesn't hit his
1: fucking stride till halfway through the
2: goddamn movie no Psycho is um, the biggest thing about Psycho is that they kill off the leading lady 20 minutes in you know which has anyone seen the, uh, trailer, the trailer for, for the, the uh, Hitchcock, Hitchcock yeah. movie literally just watched it the other night yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about it, yeah, Vera, and really Scarlett Johansson is um, Jean- Janet Lee. Yeah, I wonder who they're going to get for like
1: Vera Miles and all that stuff. I like to see all that stuff. The the, the cast list looks fantastic.
2: Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins does a, does a very convincing. Uh, yeah. talk. I'm
1: God damn it. I feel like, and I it, it, it dawned on me when I uh, when I was watching um, when I was watching Halloween tonight that I I, I had a flashback to being like. Between ages 11 and, like, 14, I wanted to be a horror director. I still would love to write scripts yeah. and whatnot. But I, I remember um, tonight that I, I remember when I first got into slasher flicks, like, I was in my autistic state, know everything about them. And I was saying, they were talking about people inside of the Michael Myers suit, and I remember that Kane Hodder is Jason. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like, all this stuff is flooding back to me. I was like, that's... And I remembered... When I turned thirteen, we moved out of the old place, so I no longer had children to play with my own age or anyone to outside to do. And that's when I discovered that I loved writing, and that's when I discovered horror movies to an extent. Um, And uh, it reminded me seeing that reminded me why I love horror films so much. Because, grant you, PJ Souls needed to die way sooner in that goddamn movie, (laughs) but it's fucking totally Donald Pleasance is fucking the man in that movie. In fact, he what is it the fifth one that last scene with him because he had a heart attack before the end of the fifth movie yeah. finished, or the sixth movie it was entry. the sixth one and there's that scene at the end where he, Michael finally kills him yeah. and he's standing looking out that window and he knows Michael's behind him that's fucked up just know that they filmed that scene and that scene happened post his death yeah. like that because I think they what that's computer generated like that's from old they they piece together some old footage yeah, Like, give his, his like uh,
2: an ending it was like Tony Soprano's mom in season three. Well, that's just creepy. That was wrong. They never should have done that. They should have let her die off camera and mm-hmm. talked about it when the season picked up. Because that is her her memory. And her character on that show is so tarnished by that one scene he did in the third season because the whole plot for his mom not to go off on a Sopranos rant third season that's was supposed not, that's to be episode. they were gonna they had busted her with those tickets at the end of season two and she did the whole thing oh, I think these are stolen and all that they're yeah. playing dumb and they were gonna put her on the was stand that the homeless man from UHF thanks Mister uh, yeah that was that was kind of it they uh. They, they were going to put her on the stand while they were trying to indict Uncle Junior. Yeah. And you'd watch her, like... Well, she was the one that told Junior to call the hit on Tony. Well, she put a hit on her, and so that was a whole draw of, like, the first yeah. season. So, the, the mall had this big role to play, and then she died off screen, and they were like, well, we got to do something. So, they imposed a conversation, different sound bites with a smaller head that was all shrunken in. It's like, oh, you. And Tony's talking to her, and they made his lines. And they're like, we got, no, just have her pass away. Because in that part in the show, Tony wasn't even speaking to his mother anymore. So it would have totally made sense that she passed away. And now season three is about his guilt over never reconciling with his mother before.
1: Yeah, she died. but season three has that great shot in the last. I mean, season three is when Melfi gets raped. Uh-huh. And season three is that great shot. Shot with Jackie Jr. at the last episode, oh God. which is hard to watch. Season three opens with Christopher getting made, yeah. Which is season three might be my favorite season of that show, and that's when um, season two, pussy getting whacked and all that stuff. Love season down, two. down next in season two, uh-huh. but Pine Barrens bought season house.
2: four. Pine Barrens is three. Three? That's why three is probably my favorite, which they never cleared up. But that's good. Like, that's what Chase always said. There's some things that life doesn't always have. Nice little bow ties. Yeah, but there's anyone that could could have indicted Tony. It's the the Russian. Uh, There's a chance he died.
1: You know he could have bled right. out. Sorry, we went off on Sopranos here. I think Sopranos I think Jack. we should we should since it's well, only been fucking on, it's only been five goddamn years since the season finale or series finale of Sopranos. I think we should start a Sopranos go podcast. Back, go back and rewatch them. It's, it's worth the rewatch. It definitely is. If, if if honestly, if HBO finally would let up and put their old shows on Netflix, I would restart it. I mean, you have well, the new yes. HBO Go now,
0: though.
2: Yeah, he's mad though. I mean, Showtime comes around and puts their shit on, like... Party Down. That's true. Hey, how true is the movie? Party Down movie's I, happening.
0: You know what? I, one thing HBO should do is let you subscribe to HBO Go separately. Yeah. From a cable You don't provider. have to
2: have a... Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. Like if if they... Like Amazon if, Prime or whatever. Right. If they were like, hey, for 10 bucks a month, Optimus you Prime. can watch every HBO show ever, I'd be yep. like, yeah, I'll yeah, do
2: that. I'll, yeah, that's, that sounds yeah. fine. Because HBO has enough in their archives, and even if currently there might be nothing on right now, yeah. I'm gonna want to go back and watch an like, old Curb Your Enthusiasm* or yeah. watch like *Tales from the Crypt*, you know, and things like that. Mm. I I pay ten bucks a month for yeah, that. So Spanish horror film I forgot about the original *Wreck*
1: that they based *Quarantine* on. Oh, okay. I actually really do dig subtitles. I, I I watch this really good Spanish horror film called *Atrocious* this summer that was fan-fucking-tastic. Um slow going, but you think it's a paranormal horror film the whole time, and it's very rooted in reality by the very end. Uh, the last 20 minutes are fucked up. <laughs> it's, um, Sarah and I, that fucked up, us up for a little bit. We watched that, and there was something else we watched at the beginning of the summer that I really dug. I was on a kick this summer watching horror films on Netflix. Ty West House of the Devil. That's what it was. Ty West did The Innkeepers, that they talk about in Douglas movies all the time. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Ty West did one of these short pieces in Trick or Treat, I believe, as well. Ty West also did a film called House of the Devil, which is shot for shot a recreation of 80s horror films. It, it takes, it doesn't break the fourth wall. It takes itself very fucking seriously. And it harkens back to when people were really scared of satanic cults. Yeah. And there is this, it takes such a goddamn turn halfway through. It's slow going, but the acting, the costumery, everything is eighties. And the whole premise of this movie is this girl signs on to babysit a kid for a family way out in the, in the, the woods at this very nice mansion house. Which I think is used in the last story in VHS. I, they look very similar. Watch it, dude. It's so good. Um, so, uh, uh, the the she's like very 80s fashion. She's going to go babysit. She goes in this house, finds out that she was kind of tricked. She's not babysitting a child, but she's babysitting a very sick old woman. And halfway through babysitting the story changes and she goes up to the attic and what she sees happening in the attic leads to the rest of the film, which is her basically being impregnated with the spawn of evil. And it's a very short film, very limited soundtrack. What you do hear is a lot of eighties, um, eighties metal, but not only on radios and stuff like that. It's a quiet fucking movie and it does a very good job kind of mimicking the films of the eighties. It's a very loving take on, uh, on on eighties horror. So that's worth a check out. House of the Devil is fucking fantastic. If you if you dig a cult flicks, it's it's a really good movie. Um and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about like silence of the lambs and whatnot, yeah. which it's funny because I think I, I might have talked about this before, the the ninety one Oscars, that one Best Picture, right? Yeah. So check this out. They didn't. They refused to qualify it as a horror film because they didn't want to give a horror film Best Picture of the year. So the, they and in basically invented the term suspense thriller mm-hmm. so that they could give that movie an Oscar because they didn't want to qualify it a horror film. Although for all intents and purposes, it's a fucking it horror is. film. It's a straight up horror film, if not one of the best horror films of all time. I've never seen it the Candyman really movies, but I've heard they're fantastic. The first one at I've least. I've seen Farewell of the Flesh. I one. saw the first one. It's sorry. one of my favorite. It's not... I don't think it's scary, but uh, From Dust Till Dawn is really good, the original. Yeah. I saw a high naked
2: dancing with a snake.
1: Quentin huh? Tarantino... George Clooney with a fucking, like, tribal tattoo on his neck. Like, and Tarantino is a child molester. Basically. isn't hard to believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Gecko Brothers, I mean, uh, Juliet Lewis is really good in it. Uh, I, I, Harvey Keitel as the dad is fantastic. Sam Raimi makes an uh, – no, Ted uh, – Tom Savini makes an appearance. Um, oh, and we talked about it on Too Soon, the fucking Evil Dead series, the entire Evil yeah. Dead series. Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, which was more of a a, of a black comedy. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Death at a Funeral, the remake
2: they did. Which was a well, I think Evil Dead was supposed to be a horror and kind of <laughs> camp film. But like, okay, let's embrace the goofiness of this and really play that up in Evil Dead 2. And then they did Army of uh, ever Darkness, seen which is, is like thing? standalone thing.
1: You ever seen the thing from the 80s, John yeah. Carpenter's a thing? Yeah. I've heard that is uh, one of the best horror films of all time. I've never, I've never seen it. Uh, I've always wanted to see it. I've just never gotten around to, not like I don't have free time. But I, I'm always doing podcasts. Uh, it's uh, it's. I've always wanted to see that. There's so many good horror films. I, I really, you know, for me, if you're the, the the fans of horror film films, I know are hardcore horror fans. I don't know many casual horror fans that just really dig the, the genre just a little bit. I mean, maybe I surround myself with people that. I mean, I know you're not a horror fan in general. No, I like some, but yeah. not all. But you're not even a casual horror fan. Like you. It's not your choice of genre.
0: No, like if I had to choose between a horror movie and a
1: comedy, I'm going to the, choose a comedy. The way I song. look at at horror... I actually have this theory. Horror and metal music go hand in hand. That's true. And my theory behind it is is that metal always tries to top itself. Some, everyone's trying to be more brutal and more brutal. Where horror films... Are unlike any other genre, they up the gore when you know, when Saw came out, which had a salient point to make, mm-hmm. then Hostel came out, which is a fun watch, but I don't really like Eli Roth all that much. Um, and they're always trying to now I totally fucking hate the term torture porn because if you've seen a lot of movies it's pretty much torture porn. But at the porn, same you know? time, is it a good thing that they up the gore? No, not always. But this is this is this is the point I'm trying to make. With, with with metal music, everyone's trying to be more brutal than the last, and after a while, you end up with bands like "And I Shit You Not" Belfagor, who have songs like uh, Belph- "And I quote, Fuck the Blood of Christ and Vomit on the Cross." Or my personal, my friends. personal favorite song by them, "Bondage Goat Zombie," uh, which you should totally link the goddamn video on our, our podcast or on, on the I website. Refused. The, the issue being is is that you know you don't see folk bands trying to out folk the next band like
0: metal music? Oh no, man! Mumford and Sons is doing a good job at out folking They're
1: knocking out of that new CD is really fucking good. I don't know. Um, I, I, I it, it first CD. I know. I know. I like Little Lion hey, Man. This one's a little more I mean, upbeat. It's actually a whole record of Little Lion Man. Pretty okay, much. then I will probably like um, it. Eventually. Sarah is would enjoy the conversation right now. She actually really, she, oh God, she opened her eyes. Um, she, it's alive. We have been listening. Actually, that CD has barely left her car and it's fantastic. Sarah, it's fantastic. She gave a thumbs up. Um, so, uh, so metal music is always trying to outdo the, the, the last band, you know, it died for a little bit in the '90s, but I think you know, you, you know Slayer and, and Mega Death gave way uh, to like, even bands like now, like the American hardcore bands now, like Lamb of like God. Has metal gotten good? Yeah, no. I of, think it's Lamb of Fucking I God. I think it's gotten worse. La- no, personally, no. Here's the thing, though, because I
0: really don't think death metal is good. I, I mean, do. I'm sorry, but the but the issue being is you A, it has to be your cup of tea, I get it. Yeah, I mean it's but There's hokey death
1: metal bands. Like and I then, like metal, like if you go to like Metallica. Slayer, I qualify like, what you like as hard rock. I don't qualify well, yeah, it as metal. But it's true hard rock. Right. Which is great because I've never qualified I never qualified A C D C as metal. I've always seen them as they're a hard rock band. You know? I would agree with you there, I think maybe. And 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 but my issue being is there's much like I know you don't like country, but I think that they're a fantastic country artist. It's just not everything I like country, you know, it has to really grab me. Metal music, you, once again, it's like horror. There's no other genre of music outside, you know, maybe country that you're just like, a 100% fan or you don't really like it that much." Like, or you think it's okay to quote Mitch Hepburn. Mm. Um, metal is like that. Metal, if it's, you know, you're either 100% into it or you really don't dig it that much. Especially, yeah. you know, you know, not even black metal, just death, death know, like, fucking metal. It, it, like just
0: at least to me, like it just sounds like noise. And, and, and I then, get that, and and like I really but, just don't like screaming into the microphone. But to me,
1: but if you actually, like, can, I like actual like people who can like sing, yes, you know. Yes, but if you if you if you actually sit down and, and if you grasp the the subject matter, it's you know I don't want to just hear you know death 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 you know. But you know, if a band has I'll even say if has a a pertinent point to make and writes a really you know gorgeous. There can be gorgeousness in the darkest of metal songs. You just have to look for it. But that has to be something you want to look for. has something to be something that you can't just, you know, that's not something that's just going to hit you. You kind of have to actively seek it out. And that's what I've always liked about metal. And that's the comparison to horror I'm trying to make. The horror that comes out, especially this time of year, mostly schlockfests. fest. Like, but if you really delve deep into to what there is available, there's so much good horror, and the best horror seems to be the indie scene right now. The best metal bands seem to be the ones that aren't on the radio right now, and and that's the, the cool part. Metal is always trying to top itself. Metal is something that you either are kind of with or against. Death metal, not so much, you know, radio metal. Yeah. True horror is something you got to seek to find out, and that's why I love the two of those. That I think I think metal and, and horror go hand in hand. I mean, I, I don't think I'm off base. So it's an idea that I've always kind of thought so, but and you see the best metal bands coming out after you know personal struggles or major tragedies, and and if you look at the history of horror films, like I said, in the fifties and sixties, it was aliens because of communism, and in the in the that kind of lasted till the end of the Cold War, and in the in the eighties, zombies were about consumerism. Dawn of the Dead, they all go to a mall. You know, George R. Romero had a point to make about consumerism. Mm-hmm. But you get into the two thousands, and you get your Rage Virus zombies, and that's about a, a fear of an enemy that you can't understand. The Iraq War gave way, 9 11, the Iraq War gave way to something like 28 Days Later. Yeah. Because that's a fear of the complete unknown. Yeah, see, I like 28 Days Later. I love 20 really Days good. Later, even though it's not a zombie movie. It's yeah. a, you know, rage virus movie. That And if there were to be a legit zombie apocalypse, it would be a rage virus cause. You know, Resident Evil's not that far off. Um, the movies are kind of bad. Uh you know how kind much I want to. I, I like the first one. The first
0: one was the best. But. Um, I mean it, it I mean it's still not
1: like great but like I can I, I yeah. And, and, I mean the as, first one's watchable and as yeah. our enemies and as our enemies you know become apparent to us but get smarter you get things like saw you get you get you get when when all you're seeing on TV is constant carnage and con- and, and and death and these really you know, macabre tales of you know, military dismemberment, you get things like Saw. Because how is the torture porn genre worse than anything you see on the news?
0: And maybe that therein lies the problem.
1: And that's, that's it. the first place. So would you rather see something that's fantasy or would you rather look at the reality of, of a soldier losing a limb? I'd rather see the fantasy of knowing that, yeah. you know, that Julie Ben still has an arm post Saw 5. Yeah. Like, I love horror, and I get so bummed out when when there's naysayers. You know, And you're not a naysayer, I'm not yeah. saying that. But when people shit on it as a whole, there is so much good horror out there that you have to seek to find that has a salient point to make that isn't just about slaughtering people, and that's why I love films like Halloween. It started the slasher trend. It had a well, point
0: well, to make. Plus, like with Halloween, it's it's completely not about the gore, because there's barely any gore yeah. in it.
1: The, the gore you see is...
0: More the aftermath than is the actual during. The
1: goriest scene is when he's stabbing his sister. Yeah. And you see a little bit of blood. And yeah. then convey it. Now, grant you, the first Friday the 13th is a shit ton of gore. Yeah. <laughs> and But the ones that had gore with the point, the original Last House on the left, which is the first film to not pan away from the action, you see a very graphic rape scene up front. She bites that dude's dick off. Nice. Like... We call them and, and, and you, and they make you watch it. And that's the hard part is, is that horror to that point had always panned away from, from the, from the darkness. And in life, you can't pan away from the darkness. Like, it's there. And so when you have guys like Wes Craven who used to have a salient point to make, or you have guys like Sean Cunningham or, or, or John Carpenter, then even today, I'd say Leigh Whannell had a point to make with Saw that grants you it went on for probably too long. Well, even even the original Night of the Living Dead had a point to make like that. That was a fear of, the, of outsiders. Right, that like that, that ending was phenomenal. Like I it's it's the, the, the darkest goddamn ending yeah. of any... It almost makes the whole film moot Because yeah. you root for people and then, you know, without giving it away, you know, if you haven't seen it
2: now, fuck you. But yeah, it's not really dead. It's a classic. Actually, yeah. I
1: even dig the 90s Tom Savini,
2: re- the, re- the redo. That wasn't bad.
1: But I, all in all... Oh, what was the what was the get, Timmy get, hates the ending.
2: Like Kimmy he I, hates that
0: movie. Timmy of, of all ending, people who yeah. who
1: looks on the the dark side of life constantly. What was the yeah, movie? I know, with right? Get this screwdriver out of my goddamn head. Return of Living was that Return, Dead? Return of yeah. the Living Dead? But I I I just oh scariest horror film of all time. Michael Jackson's Thriller video. I'm not gonna lie. There's some terrifying <laughs> yeah, you scenes. Scare the shit out of anyone else, kid. <laughs> so, so I mean, I guess my point to make is is that, you know, don't write something off with that. And I have the same argument for country music, not radio country. I have the same argument for a lot of things, you know. There's plenty of great chick flicks. And I know I'm a dude and you're not supposed to like them or whatnot. But I think if anyone here can talk about chick flicks, it's Ralph.
2: Um, definitely maybe one of my favorite chick flicks oh, movies that holds so up. It, it, it's actually a really good movie in Realms. general. Crazy Stupid Loans is really good. I love that movie. Talked about that last yeah. week.
1: Um so so you know my, my point, and I think I think we that's a good place to wrap up is just expand your horizons and if your horizons have zombies you're even fucking cooler.
0: You have been listening to a product of Spider Duck Internet Radio. Check us out at spiderducknetwork.com and follow us on Twitter at spiderducknet.